Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R slash at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code R slash at liquidiv.com. Welcome to R slash Petty Revenge, where OP gets an evil old lady arrested. Our next Reddit post is from Zen Medic. When I first left home to go to university, my parents co-signed a mortgage for me on an apartment-style condominium in a small Canadian city. This was 20 years ago, so it came in at a whopping $52,000. My parents thought that this was a much better and economical choice than trying to find an apartment and deal with landlords. I loved the idea and moved into my new home. The building was almost entirely populated by people over the age of 65. It was small and only had 24 units split into two halves. I had a basement condo. It was a nice place, nothing fancy, but amazing for a student. I was only 19 years old, but I was quiet, kept to myself, and didn't do the whole party thing. I got along with most of my neighbors. I'd help them out by moving heavy things or carrying groceries upstairs. I was acutely aware of the age gap and the general image of a university student, so I made sure to just be an all-around great guy and to avoid conflict. The one person I could never see eye-to-eye with was my upstairs neighbor. For a 70-year-old woman who couldn't have weighed more than 100 pounds, she walked like an elephant. She'd have gospel music on her TV at max volume at 5am on Sundays. She'd make remarks about that damn kid whenever something was left out of place. She even went so far as to accuse me of breaking into her car and making a police statement saying that she saw me do it. Unfortunately for her, I was out of the country on an internship at the time, but still, she persisted being a pain in my butt. 
I had tried to approach her about the TV issue, and her response was to make sure that it was no longer just on Sunday. After a couple of years of attempted diplomacy, it was clear that nothing I did would make anything better. Other people in the building probably knew that she had it out for me, but why would this adorable old lady try to lie and get me thrown out of the building by the condo board? She tried to get me thrown out at least 11 times while I lived there. Seven years into my time living there, I was at my job with an ambulance service just north of the city. I got called to a shooting. A guy shot his neighbor during a land dispute. The neighbor survived, but of course, there was going to be a police investigation. The investigating officers called me to get a statement and offered to just come to my place to do it rather than have me travel. One of them was a constable that I'd worked with quite a bit, so I said sure. We set a time for about an hour after I'd get home from work. I was just getting out of the shower when they buzzed to get into the building. I said, come in, I'll be out in a second. I hit the door buzzer and quickly grabbed some pants and a shirt. I heard the officer come inside and then walk upstairs. As I'm trying to throw on some clothes, I hear the officer knock on my upstairs neighbor's door. They introduce themselves as being from the RCMP Major Crimes Division and they're looking for me. My neighbor says, Oh, he lives downstairs. What do you want with him? The officer thanked her and told her that they couldn't say, but it was an active investigation. My heart sank, but then I had a thought. It only took me about 15 minutes to give my statement and the cops went on their way. Then the fun began. I knew the rumor mill would be starting. She would be telling everyone that would listen that Major Crimes was looking for me and I must be some sort of criminal. I decided to see where this went. Pretty soon, I'm getting side-eye in the hallway. Neighbors are steering clear of me, so I know that she's been talking. According to her, I'd been arrested for robbery and kidnapping and I must be out on bail. I found this out when one of my neighbors who was on the condo board showed up with the letter demanding an explanation and threats to have me kicked out. I asked him what this was all about and he said, Well, Linda, your neighbor, sent us a letter about what had happened and we had to have an emergency board meeting because people don't feel safe with you here. I said that, per the bylaws of the condo board, before any action could be taken, I could request a meeting to review and provide a defense. My neighbor Linda was on the board, so I knew that she'd be there. They set a date for a week later, but I was given a caution that it didn't look good for me and that I would have to do a lot of explaining. The meeting day comes. Linda is sitting smugly looking at me. The other board members are giving me dirty looks. The board president asks what I have to say in my defense. I stand and quietly distribute a letter on Royal Canadian Mounted Police letterhead signed by the regional superintendent that says, Mr. OP is not under suspicion of any crimes, past or current, and he has not been arrested, detained, or questioned as a suspect in any criminal matter. His duties as a paramedic will often require him to make statements in regards to ongoing investigations. And on this instance, on such and such date, investigators had gone to obtain a statement about an ongoing investigation for which he was professionally involved. At no time did the members discuss, disclose, or in any way indicate that he had any involvement in any wrongdoings. I am deeply saddened by the necessity of this letter and will be reopening an investigation into a previous incident regarding false statements made against him. You could tell when people read the letter and understood it. The dirty look shifted from me to Linda. She said that it must be a forgery because she witnessed me being let off in handcuffs. She pleaded that they should believe her, but that didn't help her. 
I stood up and addressed the board, outlining years of abuse and harassment, including the false accusation of breaking and entering into her vehicle. I informed the board that, on the advice of my lawyer, I will not discuss this matter further with any member of the board, because Linda was a part of the board, and she used the board to harass me, so the entire board was open to litigation, and I was still weighing my options. The next day, I had a knock on my door. The board president told me that Linda was removed from the board and that she was given a warning about her conduct and that any further harassment could result in proceedings to have her removed from the building. She also had a visit from the cops with a summons for providing a false statement and obstructing a peace officer. She had to attend court. She pled guilty to both and was given a suspended sentence and one-year condition not to harass, threaten, or intentionally inconvenience me in any way. If she abided to those conditions, it would be struck from her record. I moved to another province before that year was up, but for a brief period of time, I actually got to sleep in on Sunday mornings. Our next Reddit post is from AliQV. My marriage had problems right away. We were both in our 30s at the time. One of the manifestations of our problems was him berating me for not going to an elite university. I went to a very good undergrad and an even better grad school, but I hadn't finished at that point. But he went to one of the best schools in the country, which was known for graduates who had a chip on their shoulder. That was really all he had over me, and I would just laugh. Even his parents told him that he was being a jerk and that he sounded like an idiot because I had an impressive education. So, anyways, he became really competitive about his college, and especially his friends from college. He had this photo box full of memorabilia. A normal thing for us to do would be to go through our photos, his photos, and my photos together, share memories, stories, and bond. I didn't really care about what he had in his box, and college stories are boring if you weren't there, but still, I listened. That box became a symbol of everything wrong, with him constantly saying that I'm not good enough for his college friends. At some point, he forbid me to look inside the box. Of course, I didn't take this well. Telling me that I wasn't good enough to see what was inside the box was like kerosene. It got brought up in every single fight. It was just a death spiral of, you're jealous of my friends. Your friends suck and I wouldn't like them anyways. Fast forward through years of abuse. We moved on to more spectacular fights and the box fell pretty far down the list. Then, for some reason, one day he went up to the attic and couldn't find his box. He said that I threw it away because I was jealous and petty. I hadn't, but after a few years of this, he managed to convince me that maybe I did. That's just how abuse works. And you threw away my box, went back into his fight rotation. I begged his forgiveness. I fell deeper into depression over the depths to which my life had sunk. Finally, I got a divorce. Cops were involved, restraining orders, the whole nine yards. I healed and moved on. Years later, I sold the house, and when I was packing up, I found that damn box. I had such an emotional reaction that my legs buckled. I sat on the floor and wept. My new boyfriend was really sweet about it. He didn't know about the box's history. It's so ridiculous, and I was so ashamed, but mostly, I had put it all behind me by then. Until it all came rushing back. I called a mutual friend and asked him to come get the box so they could get the box to my ex. People suggested that I should throw it away out of spite, but I had something to prove. 
Before I handed it over, I put copies of two unpublished essays I wrote about what he did to me, along with a handwritten note. The note said, I knew you didn't have the balls to kill me. Also, I sold your D&D books. Down in the comments, we have this story from Daddy Stovepipe. There was a kid at my law school who went to Harvard for undergrad. He made sure everyone knew it too. My friend was hosting a party at her place, and this guy came. At that point, our friend didn't know him personally, he just knew of him. The guy inevitably says, yeah, I went to Harvard, while introducing himself while we're all chatting. This is how the conversation played out. Oh, Harvard, where's that? Uh, you know, like, THE Harvard in Massachusetts? Right, duh, yeah, my cousin went to that same community college. No, it's not a community college, it's the best university in the country. Hmm, never heard of it. Can't be that good. Watching this guy's face grow red with frustration and embarrassment was priceless. He eventually walked away because my friend just wasn't getting it. My friend and I still laugh about this. Our next Reddit post is from Angles and Flowers. When I was in 6th grade, I was being bullied by this boy in my grade, Tom. He bullied me every day, especially during PE class. I remember thinking that I was going to get revenge against him one day. Well, fast forward 10 years later, and I'm working at a popular lunch spot, and my manager asked me about hiring this new guy named Tom. I knew that it was that Tom, so I gave him a bad recommendation, but that wasn't the end of it because he still got hired. I found out that Tom had a girlfriend who he was trying to keep a secret. Anyways, one of my coworkers, who happens to be the niece of the owner, tells me that she has a big crush on Tom, and they passionately hugged the other night. I say to her, that's crazy. Did you know that he has a girlfriend? To say that she was shocked was an understatement. My coworker immediately asked me for the girlfriend's Facebook information, which I eagerly gave to her. She writes up a beautiful Facebook message to Tom's girlfriend, telling her everything that happened between them the night before. And then, after that, she goes home and tells the owner about what a slimeball Tom truly was. Tom got fired a week later, and his girlfriend also broke up with him. Ha <laughs> ha! Our next Reddit post is from Nervous Translator. I've lived in the same apartment with my boyfriend for almost four years. It's not the best apartment, but I love the location. I've never really had any problems here. I'm a quiet neighbor who stays to myself. My new downstairs neighbor has made several stupid complaints. Like complaints about me running my garbage disposal, but the most recent one was ridiculous. He told management that there's been issues with my balcony. I got a call last week asking if I've been throwing anything over my balcony. I told the manager, absolutely not. There's plants below my balcony, so I've dumped a water bottle into the plants before, but that's not harming anyone. Because of this call, I went out to my balcony to investigate. I noticed that my flower vase had fallen over and some of the water may have spilled down. Not too big of a deal. There wasn't too much water in the vase when the wind knocked it over. I think that that's the end of this silly complaint, but I was wrong. The weekend passes and I get a nasty notice on my door. The notice was a pet violation for not picking up after my dog, which is a $50 fine. And they said that I'm at risk of getting my lease terminated because of my violations. The only problem is, I don't have a dog. I emailed the property manager and said, I don't have a dog, therefore I'm not paying this fine. The manager sends back a ridiculous email saying that she received several complaints from the downstairs neighbor about urine coming from my balcony. So she assumed that I was letting my dog, which I don't have, pee on my balcony. 
Then the manager says that since I don't have a dog, that means me or my boyfriend are peeing on our balcony, and that I'm still in violation of my lease. This was just comical at this point. My boyfriend and I have never done this. We've never had any complaints in our four years here. It just so happens that as soon as I get a new downstairs neighbor, the complaints come rolling in. Here's where the petty revenge kicks in. I work night shift, so I don't go to bed until around 6 a.m. Every morning around 6 a.m., I hear my new neighbor leaving for work. My boyfriend and I decided to incorporate a new 2 a.m. workout when I get home from work, consisting of jumping jacks, running in place, and all sorts of fun stuff just for my lovely downstairs neighbor. I've informed the leasing office that I will not be renewing my lease in December due to this. The next three months for my new neighbor is going to be hell. I hope he enjoys it. You know, OP, obviously your downstairs neighbor is stupid, but I think I understand what happened. I think the water from your plant was kind of brown or yellow because it was mixed with dirt, so the downstairs neighbor saw a puddle of yellow liquid and just assumed that it was pee, which was wrong, but not like a huge stretch because, you know, what are you going to do, smell it to verify? Touch it to verify? No way, man. So your dumb neighbor just saw the yellow liquid, assumed it was pee, logically figured out that it must have been coming from above, which is logical. So even though I'm on your side, OP, and you did nothing wrong, honestly, I can kind of see where the neighbor's coming from because it's a reasonable conclusion to draw here. The problem, of course, is that once you explain that it's just dirty vase water, the fact that they're doubling down and saying, no, you violated your lease, is just stupid. That was our slash petty revenge. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.